We want to tell you about the Culture Proof Conference happening in July of 2024. Yes, Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th to the 20th in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. It's going to be a great time. We have some great speakers talking about some great topics, and we're just looking for the Lord to, to truly move in our midst. This year's theme is resist. resist. As we look at what's going on in the culture, we want to be reminded of what our brother James wrote in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 27b, where he told us to be unstained by this world, to keep ourselves unstained by this world. And one of the ways that we're going to equip you to do that is to alert you to what's happening in the world, alert you to what's happening in the culture, and also provide an actual practical response that keeps us unstained by the world. We have some great speakers coming out, Dr. Kathy Cook. We're going to have Dr. Taryn Dames. We have have some great things happening, like some breakout sessions. We have culture-proof kids, culture-proof teens. It's something for the whole family and so you want to register we're going to give out more information is coming but you want to register the registration will start in february so just be on the lookout for that culture proof conference 2024 in bartlett tennessee at faith baptist church we are super excited more information as we get closer make sure you stay connected Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are talking about how to start well as a family. You know, there are a lot of, um, I guess, approaches that people take to starting a new year, focusing on oneself. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you don't hear a whole lot of conversation about how to start well as a family, like not Mm. just focusing on the individual, but focusing on the family as a unit. And I know that that is something that you've really pressed into our family, um, that we would see ourselves as a unit, that we would operate as a unit, um, that we would collect collectively have a vision and a mission for our family. And so I was thinking we would have a conversation around what that looks like and hopefully encourage other families in the process. Yeah, uh, God sets families, you know, in place. Uh, I believe to do specific work. I, I believe that there are families that are called to do different things, you know. Uh, and and so, yes, working as a unit and every person seeing themselves as, as a joint that can uh, supply to the whole is important. You know, like what, what, what we are doing, our children are involved. Mm-hmm. And, and even in our travels and things like that, we want to make sure that they see what we're doing, that they're a part of that. And I think that's the way that God has created family to for, for everyone to be a blessing uh, to, to what's uh, to the mission that God has called for the family. And so it, it's important that I think father and mother set the tone, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the purpose and the mission of that particular family. What has God laid upon your heart that your family is about? You know, what has he shown you in prayer that you guys are to do and to uh, set that before your children and say, man, this is, this is it. This is the mission that God has called us to. Let's fulfill that. Yeah. I think one of the things that's been really important for us as a family is that you, I feel like, um, 
you identified that in the family that we have different gifts and callings and different abilities that fuel that or enable mm-hmm. us to carry out those callings. Um, and, and I don't think I really paid attention to, you know, I guess the specific ways that we are gifted and how that works to create a family unit. But the Lord, I think, really kind of, I guess, shined a light on that for you. Mm -hmm. And so talk a little bit to dads about what it looks like to identify the various gifts in maybe our kids or even in like your wife. Because I I think for me, there are things that you have repeatedly pointed out and showed how that all works together to make like the Addison family unit. Yeah, I actually think that that's one of the um, roles of of the father. You know, I believe father and mother, but I I believe as a father, you know, to be able to be in in tune to uh, what uh, your wife and your kids are bent towards. Mm -hmm. And there's some natural uh, giftings and talents and abilities that God gives. And you can see, and it's like, man, hold on. I, I see that this is something that sticks out, mm-hmm. you know. So how can we nurture that? Yeah. And I think having the eyes to see that and being in touch to be able to see that is very, very important. Because what it would do, it would uh, drive them possibly toward the mission of their lives. Like yeah. something that they didn't know that, man, I didn't know I had that gifting. I didn't know that this was there. But God would enable you to see that. And to point it out and to begin to nurture that and say, hey, we're going to set up some things around this yeah. and say, like, man, I think you can do this. And then they begin to have confidence and like, oh, wow, yes, God has given me this. And I think that's a, a, a feature of fathers that we should um, be in tune and watch where our children, where our wives, where where are they prone to, to go to and, and what do they like? And some of the things that may come naturally and say, God, how can we use that for your glory? And then begin to strategize on how to set things up um, to to nurture those gifts. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think in our culture today, we're so busy and we focus on so much that we miss what the Lord wants to point out to us, like to yeah. show us what he has given us as far as gifts go. Um, and I think also we live in a culture that says, you know, here are your, you know, prescribed lanes and this, these are the ways that you should walk rather than leaning on the Lord and asking the Lord. So how do you determine, or how do you recognize Mm -hmm. that a person, a member of the family has a particular gift without like, um, maybe accidentally directing that person in a direction that you think is good, mm-hmm. but that may not be that person's particular bent. Yeah, I think if you see something, you you begin to say, well, how can I um, set up some things around that just to see where it goes? Mm-hmm. So, so for instance, I believe that we have a musical family mm-hmm. and there's, a, you know, a few of our kids who have taken to, you know, uh, music. And yeah. so I, I think our job is to say, well, man, let's see, you know, if we begin to, uh, give lessons, uh, you know, provide for lessons and things like that, where it would go. And I don't think you have to force that to happen, but I think parents, we can set up these type of things, you know, like with our daughter Mariah, you know, in video editing. Yeah, you know, she's that's, very artsy. Yeah, yeah, very artsy. I mean, she loves makeup. She loves mm-hmm. fashion. <laughs> she can see things that I, I can't see. And you neither know? can I. And so, yeah. 
you, you see that and it sticks out and you're like, okay, so what are some things that we can do to kind of help that? And I, I remember trying to set up meetings with different people who did that and had her go in and, and kind of watch, you know, uh, talk to cer- certain mm, people who yeah. did video type stuff. Because in my mind, I'm like, man, maybe something will spark and it'll be like, well, I can do I can do this. And that's you know? exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, I think it's so interesting as parents, sometimes we filter what we think our kids' gifts are through what our gifts are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so for me, like, because you mentioned Mariah and she's so artsy and she does love makeup and just the artistry of that. And she loves fashion. She loves um, the aesthetics of things. And I'm not really bent that way, you know? And so initially I, th- I thought, well, she's a communicator like me, mm-hmm. like, cause she likes to talk. Right? right. But it turns out while she is apt to talk and yes. she likes to communicate, that's not really her primary makeup or yeah. her primary calling. She's, she's different from me. Right. She is a communicator verbally, but I think she communicates communicates even more effectively through art yeah you oh know? that's a great way to so put that she's yeah. able to put a thumbnail together she's able to see pictures a certain way she's able to look at fashion and and, and say man i, I like this so yeah. I, i'm gonna make my own type of this and i think that's how she communicates you know as well as she can communicate verbally but the the thing is i think when we see those different expressions and gifts that god has given mm-hmm. that's god's way of communicating through our children as well like you know whether it's music yeah. you know jd he's a communicator Right. But he can play the guitar. You can play. He's learning the the piano. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another form of communication. And I I think those things, when you see them, you try to set up things around it to to to, uh, cause those things to grow and then see where it goes. You know, I think that is a little pushing as, you know, it's like, come on, let's try. Because sometimes there's a resistance because maybe it's like, I just don't feel it in the beginning. Yeah. But then with a lot of times what you see happening is as they keep going, it's like, I kind of like doing this and they, and they take to it. But and that's so, our job as the parent though, yeah, to push you through have to. the potential lethargy. Like if they, if, or right. even the apathy of it, it's like, eh, I don't know. It's, that's why we are the grown ups, right. To yeah. be able to say, no, I recognize this in you. Now it's not a, it's not a selfish ambition. Right. Um, it's not that type of push, but it's to be a good steward of the gifts that are present um, right. in our children. I yeah. think of Gabby and Gabby has the gift of man, I would say administration. Like she, and we noticed this from very early mm-hmm. on. Um, I remember her in a wedding she was about two years old maybe and they were flower girls or yeah I think flower girls Mm -hmm. and they had to throw out the rose petals before the bride (laughs) came down the aisle and here is Gabby she's about two years old and she and Mariah are both in this wedding throwing out the rose petals Mm -hmm. and she says and it was one of those like kind of comic relief moments but um she's like, no, don't make a mess. Mm -hmm. And so that has kind of been like what she does. Like she is the organizer. She's the one who helps us set up and, and pack up everywhere Mm -hmm. we're going. Mm -hmm. She's the one who remembers what we need to bring. She's the one who says, okay, we need to leave at this time. We're going to get here at this time. Here's what we need to do first. And, you know, sometimes as a parent, you're like, no, I mean, I want, I want, and there may be some of that, mm-hmm. but really, if we are observant as parents, we will see that the Lord is is showing us who he made this kid to be. That's it.
95% of all startup businesses fail, and that's not great. But not enough entrepreneurs realize that only 5% of business acquisitions fail. Blue Collar Millionaire wants to help you succeed in business. Business can be good if you know where to look, what to look for, and how to acquire what you find. That's what Blue Collar Millionaire is all about. Kevin, Mark, and Chris are three normal guys who grew their blue collar businesses into seven figure successes. Now they are helping others do the same thing. You can learn more when you visit bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Let their proven strategies teach you how to purchase into instant cash flow, processes, and systems that create the lifestyle you've dreamed of. It's time for your hard work to work hard for you. Discover the war room at bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's yeah. it. And that's the thing. I think that's so important. You know, so a thing like that where she's a flower girl and she's supposed to put the flowers on the, <laughs> yeah. on the ground. Throw it on the ground. On the ground and, she and she's is. like, we're going to make a mess. Yeah. That's something that you should hone in on. It's like, hmm, that's something there. Why does that two matter years to old, her? Like, what? Yeah. Most you know? two-year-olds want to throw things on the floor, right. but so she didn't. And so that should stick out and be like, okay. I think God gives us that insight to see those yeah. type of things. Like you saw when JD, I, I think he was praying. Oh my goodness. You saw something in him yeah. for teaching. I did. You know, and so the thing is to be able to identify that God has given us the ability to do that as yeah. parents if we are paying attention. That's right. And then when we see those things, maybe he may move us to set some things up around that to nurture it to see okay uh where will this go how can i feed this and see how the lord will use it yeah and i think one of the things that's been really important for us as a family is that you have developed by the leading of the holy spirit a mission for our family and so now when i observe our children and look at what they're doing i don't just look and and think in terms of a talent i don't think of like oh they're just good at that i think wait a minute what are the things that the Lord may be calling them to do that we need to nurture as we see those things develop because we have a mission and yeah. the mission essentially is to glorify God in everything that we do in all of the ways that we use our abilities. And so I think it's really important to point that out yeah. um, as a family that we have a mission. We have something yes. that the Lord has called us to do. It it kind of gives you like a pointer's edge right. in your family. It gives direction. And another note to fathers, you know, uh, pray and ask, ask the Lord, ask the Lord, uh, what's the mission of my family? Mm, you know, good. what, what do you, what have you called, us to do, you know, and I believe that God in line with what he's called for you guys to do will give you exactly what that is. You can write it down. Mm -hmm. You can post it on, you know, in a prominent spot so everyone can see it. Yeah. Because I, I think what happens is, you know, as you write that down, what God has given you, you can see like, man, this, this is us. This, this, yeah. this, this, is, this is who we are, you know? And so you it gives you something to like, look at and say like, man, this this is what um this is who we are as as a family and and we are doing this for the glory of God yeah and so have a mission uh, pray about it mm -hmm. ask the Lord what is the mission what is the what what are those things that you have set for us to do and be willing to like pray about that and carry it out yeah because when you have a mission then when you talk about starting well. Um, as a family, you mm -hmm. can check your start against that mission. Are we yes. doing the things yeah. that 
work that fold into that mission? Are right. we operating, um, maybe kind of spending our time doing things that don't move us forward in the, in mission, the mission that God has called right. us to? And and I will just say, man, those like family checks where we just recalibrate and we say, okay, are we, what are we doing in line with what God has called us to do? Um, are we living for the glory of God in mm-hmm. all of the ways that we are designed? It's been really helpful. And mm-hmm. I think it's helpful for children too, because yeah. it says that we are not just just buoys, right? That we are ships, that we are being directed, that we're moving we're somewhere moving, yep. rather than just kind of bobbing up and down in the water. Um, and I think so many families can feel stuck and just feel like we're just letting our kids grow up, like just right. letting the time pass by, which I think actually does something negatively in the mind and the heart of a child. Yeah. Just think about any other thing that you do, maybe as a team and you have a mission. Yeah. So it sets the tone, Mm -hmm. you know, it brings about security. Yeah. You know, it it helps you to stay on task. You know, it it creates like a a boundary and a border, you know, in which to work. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is to be able to check back on that mission and say, are we fulfilling this? Yeah. This is what what God has called us to do. Are we actually doing this? It's very, very important. And so uh, fathers, again, uh, as a way of setting the tone, pray about the mission for your family. And it doesn't matter. You, you might say like, well, man, I've been married for a while. And, and man, my kids are teenagers now. I didn't do that. You can still do That's it. That's right. You can still do it now. Don't feel discouraged by mm-hmm. that. God has given you and your family a, a particular mission to fulfill for the kingdom of God. It's for his glory. Amen. You know, and so pray about that. Write it down and begin to carry it out. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Old Testament scripture that without a vision, the people cast off restraint or the mm. people perish you know um and i think when there is no vision when there's no clear direction then there is a lack of self-control there is a lack of reigning in because people are just doing sort of whatever they want mm-hmm. but when you have a vision you have a mission um a direction that you're going in mm-hmm. then you can pull pull the family back in and say hey guys yeah. we have something that we're doing here if you think about it we love visionaries like yeah, we, we can look true. at certain leaders and say man they have a vision yeah. and you know usually a visionary has someone else there that's able to help him or her carry mm. it out you know but there's a person usually with a vision but then there's a, another person who may be an administrator and so fathers i believe that god has given you vision you and your wife you know vision for the family and man your wife and your children are able to help carry that out mm-hmm. but that god has called us to be visionaries like we love visionaries we look back at visionaries through history and like man this person had vision 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 well you know in a christian context and what we're talking about they got with god you know god has put something in their hearts and they begin to uh, carry that out and even be you know able to to spread that to other individuals to help to carry that out and we see that as something that's you know um that's great you Mm -hmm. know and so we have the same we can do the same thing in our families yeah you know it's 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 not just relegated to I can do this, I have vision for my work, my right. career. Oh, that's good. But what about our families yeah. who God has given us? You Man. Know? So to that end, then let's begin to talk practically about how we begin well. Um, knowing you, I feel like the first thing on the list is going to be that you pray. Yes, because that's you're getting the uh, order, orders from the Lord. So the thing is, if, you know, and I'll just kind of, um, share some things I've been thinking about. If you, Father, I just say Father again. Mm-hmm. If you view yourself, let's say, as a, a point guard, right, and you view God as the head coach, mm-hmm. right, well, you're you're getting orders from 
the coach on what to carry out on the court. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the thing is, you have to pray in order to get the game plan mm, that's in good. order to know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And so the thing is, uh, prayer is so important uh, in being able to manage a home, manage a family, because there has to be someone who's linked in, you know, to the father to get the directions and say, hey, guys, this is where we're going. Mm -hmm. This is where you get that mission statement. This is where you get, you know, that that plan of action. Yeah. Uh, this is where you get, uh, hey, we need to be doing this, mm -hmm. not this. Mm, you know, and good. that comes in prayer. Yeah, man. And I think there would be so many um, parents listening and dads in particular. And I want you to speak to this for a little bit. Well, the great, I think there would be some dads who maybe have felt discouraged in prayer. Mm. Um, they feel like, well, I go to pray, but you know, I don't hear the Lord the way you're expressing. I don't, I don't experience that. Mm -hmm. What is your encouragement to dads who feel like, you know, prayer is for the super giants or yeah. it's for the pastors and not just your everyday dad? I'll say, don't think that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say, you know, don't look at somebody else and say, I don't feel, you know, they're not the standard. The mm, way that good. God will speak to you, he will speak to you. So all you have to do is strip away all of the other stuff and say, I'm talking to God. Mm -hmm. Just talk to God. And I believe he will speak back to you. Yeah. You know, so if you come to God in humility and say, God, I want a plan for my household. I want a, a mission. You know, I believe 100% that God would begin to show you how to go about doing that. Yeah. And so I think we need to strip away the comparisons, strip away the things of like, well, I can't do this, I can't do that, and say, okay, I'm getting with the Father and I'm asking Him for direction. Amen. And then when you get that, so moving on um, as we go through practically how to start well. So once you've prayed and you feel like, man, this is what the Lord's really impressed upon our heart, yeah. you know, maybe, and I, and I want to just spend some time here throwing out some thoughts that maybe families have not considered. So maybe your family is a ministerial family, right? Okay. Maybe the Lord has called your family into missions or into, um, you know, church type ministry, if you will, mm -hmm. or maybe your family is an athletic family. Maybe your family is a family of scientists. <laughs> maybe your family is a family of teachers, right? Of engineers. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we have observed mm -hmm. is that the Lord used usually entrusts gifts to families. And yeah. you see those things kind of replicated in some form in that family. It's a unique distinction that honestly, I don't think we value enough because we so want to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So we usually try to look at other families and say, well, what are they doing? I want right. to do that. Rather than saying, Lord, what have you entrusted to insert your last name here? Right. And then how can we work toward that end? Right. Yeah, definitely. I think you need to Take a look at your family and say, Lord, what have you called for us to do? You know, I'm thinking about uh, in, I think it's Second Chronicles, uh, there were musicians mm -hmm. of the house of Asap, of the house of Heman, you know, that were appointed by David and, you know, different commanders of the army to, and all their families took place, you know, and uh, had a part in, in being mu musicians um, for the Lord. And so you see families of musicians or priestly family, mm -hmm. you know. So I think we have to get out of our mind, you know, of looking at someone else and saying, you know, well, we're not like them. We can't do this yeah. or that because God has given you something to do. And I think once you get that, once you, you find out what that is and the Lord begin to reveal to you, you know, what your family is called to, man, begin to write that down. 
write it down and make it prominent yeah. and say, have something that you can always go back to. This is what the Lord has said about us. Yeah, that's You know, good. that should be a sense of like, man, yes, this is my family. That's this right. This is what God has said about us. And this is what we are going to fulfill for his kingdom. Yeah. And, and have that type of attitude and, and begin to work it out, carry it out, set up things, and you know, to be able to do the things that God has called you to do. Yeah, I think, man, to the point that you're just making there, I don't know that we actively value our families the way that we should. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like in um, the American context, there's a lot of sort of like watching the other family. You know, it's the grass is always greener on yeah. the other side. And so we look at other last names, if you will. I'm just using that to represent families. Yeah. But we look at other last names mm -hmm. and we're like, man, I, I why can't I do that? Or mm -hmm. why, why don't we have kids who are good at this? Right. Rather than turning our attention to our last name and saying, Lord, what have you entrusted to us? How do we carry it out? Yeah. Um, I would also add, I think that sometimes other families can be guilty of projecting mm. onto one another what they think you should be doing because of what they're doing. Mm. We've got to be very protective of the distinction that the Lord has entrusted to us. If you're the Jones family, if mm -hmm. you're the, you know, the Scott family mm -hmm. or, or the Michaels, or in our case, the Addisons, what is the Lord entrusting to your family? Yeah. And then how do you steward that without looking at other families and saying, well, I want to do that. I want my kids to be good at that. Maybe right. your kids are not good in you know, the area of science, but maybe your kids are incredible in engineering. Mm. Maybe your kids are incredible in sports. Mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. your kids are incredible in music or in teaching, mm -hmm. right? Like, or nature. Like maybe your kids are really good with <laughs> right. their hands, you right. know, can build things. We have got to cherish and value what God entrusts to our individual families and stop with the comparisons because I think those things cripple us. Yeah, definitely. That's why the Apostle Paul even said to compare yourselves amongst yourselves is not, not wise. wise. Amen. Um, you know, for me personally, you know, there, there can be certain people I watch on, I say YouTube, and I say like, man, they're very encouraging or that I see, you know, but after a while, you know, I'm like, man, I'm tired of watching them. Right, you know, right. what about me? <laughs> like, you, you, me you know something. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I think a lot of times we're guilty, especially in this social media age of watching other people. Man, so and true. what is presented all pretty much all of the time is the good stuff, mm -hmm. you know, good side, you know, mm -hmm. and we watch that. And then in us, we begin to be like envious or, yeah. you know, because we're making comparisons about somebody else's life that that's we don't right. even really know if that's their life, you know, and ours. That's and right. so the thing is that the comparisons are not wise because they breed about sinful thoughts and they, sinful that's right. feelings, you yeah, know, they do. and so we have to be careful in the context of families that we're not looking at another family and saying, and just looking from the outside, we don't know what's actually going on no. in their home. <laughs> we you think know? we know, but we, we don't think know. We think we know. Right. You know, and we have to be very careful with that. Yeah. So pray. Pray. Um, receive a vision from the Lord, work yes, toward write that, that down. write that vision down. Mm -hmm. Then number three, come together as a family and make that plain and public mm. to every member of the household. Like yes, let the kids be involved in that. I mean, I think, you know, we should see ourselves as, cause, cause think about it in business or in our careers, you know, if we are working in um, a team, mm -hmm. you know, 
man, we value every member of the team, that t- and the whole team has to know the purpose, the whole team has to know the mission, and we have to be going That's in good. the same direction. If not, if one of the team members is going left and we're going right, yeah. that's, that's going to cause a problem. That's right. You know, and so everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone has to buy into the vision and understand. So God will help you to uh, father. He will help you to communicate that clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, you and your wife talking together to the children and saying, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be the difference that we're going to make this year. This is what the Lord has put on our hearts. You know, so to be able to communicate that effectively and for everyone to say, okay, yes, amen. Amen. And then move forward. Yeah. And I think it's so important for wives. It's important for us to trust our husbands that as they hear from the Lord to encourage that and to show our support when, when dad says, is, hey, I think we want to get the family together, then as a wife, my job is to make it happen. Like, so so if dad just says to me, hey, I want to get together, I want to talk about this. Well, mm-hmm. I don't need him to plan all of the details of that. That's kind of how I'm gifted. And most wives, um, if we're honest, we are gifted in that way. That's why we keep the family calendar. That's why we schedule the meetings. That's why we are usually behind the hangouts and the double dates, because (laughs) that's the way we're designed. So why would that be different as it pertains to our own family? So for example, if Will the Great says, hey, I want to talk to the kids about this, then my job is going to be to get us all together, set that time up, make sure everyone's present. And then, okay, we've, it's almost, well, it's not like this, but what (laughs) comes to mind is Cornelius. It's like, we've gathered all together here. What do you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then and then follow up after that to make sure that we are doing what, yeah. what you bring forth. Yeah. And another point, too, in that phase of receiving the mission from God as you're praying, Dad, I'm speaking uh, particularly to you, um, and God begins to reveal some of those things to you, like to write them down. Man, go to your wife. Y'all pray together. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like reveal it to her first. Yeah. You know, and th- because there may be some things that she will add on to it that, man, I'm, I'm feeling this as well. Mm-hmm. And then as you come up with that mission statement, you know, then present that to your children. It's like, again, if you go, if you're in a business, you know, your president and, and your CEOs and all those people are going to know certain things before the employees. That's right. <laughs> right. And I know, you know, I'm not trying to devalue employees, but they, there's a certain order. There is an right? order. That's and right. so you're going to, you're going to uh, get this with your wife. You're going to Talk about it, pray about it, and then present that to your children. And man, as a unified front, say, this is where we are going, Mm. and this is what we desire to do. And your children will say yes and amen. I believe that. Yeah, man, it's so good. And so just looking at um, how we start well, um, even in this year, one of the things that we did was come together, reestablish the mission. You know, how are we working toward that? What has God called our family to do? What might the year look like as we seek to accomplish that, to live for the glory of God, that God would go public through us as individuals and through us as a collective unit? Um, you you also want to prayerfully consider um, maybe like an anchor verse that the Lord entrusts to your family for the year. Um, so for us, as we started out the year, we were in Ephesians, mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 4 and Mm -hmm. five. And it was really good because it gave us one of those like real time checks of Mm -hmm. ourselves to be able to say, you know, I call myself a Christian. Am I producing the type of fruit that would be present in someone who has repented, who has turned to the Lord, Mm -hmm. who is now a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Um, I think it's important for kids to be able to have that kind of a, um, 
I don't, I would call it a checklist, but I don't want to reduce it to being able to be led by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. But there is a sort of checklist that you can say as if we are professing to be followers of Christ, does our life look that way? And when yeah. you hold that up to kids and say, hey, listen, as we go into a new year, um, let us be uh, guilty, if you will, of these things, mm -hmm. because these are the things that say, hey, I've been regenerated. I've mm -hmm. been born again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the word of God serves a great, great purpose in being able to set you on the right track. You know, even as you're uh, writing down the mission, God may give you a scripture to go with that as well. Um, and so, yes, you know, starting off and saying, having like a checklist from the word of God, are we interacting with each other this way? Mm -hmm. You know, that's huge because you're setting a tone and saying like, man, the word of God says this, and these, this is a command from, yeah. the, from the Bible. Are we living this out? And I, I believe that sets a great tone because everyone uh, that's a part of the family. It's like, okay, am I doing this? Man, am I interacting with my sibling this way? Am I talking to my child this way? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it hits all of us. And, and so the, you can't sleep on the word of God and how it's going to lead you in your engagement and in going for, forward as a family. It's interesting in Ephesians chapter four, I'm going to start at verse uh, 25. The Bible says, therefore laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his mm. neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor performing with his own hands what is good mm. so that he will have something to share with one who has need. I'm laughing at this because as we talked about this as a family, as we started this off, there was the question of like, wait a minute, what if you take a fry from someone's plate? Like, <laughs> Like right. if you take a fry from someone's plate and they're not watching or they're not looking, is that stealing? Yes. <laughs> is it yours? No. Did you ask for it? No. Is it stealing? <laughs> yes, that is stealing. And so we had this conversation because when you go through this checklist, you start to like measure yourself up against the word of God. That's why right. we call it the straight edge. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. Okay. Am I doing that or am I not doing yeah. the things that I'm supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. um, okay, verse 29 then says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, mm. so that it will give grace to those who hear. Man, this is so important. When you think of family interaction and you think of the way we talk to one another, mm. you think of the types of words that we use. Our family um, jokes a lot. We clown a lot with each other. Mm. We, I think we have a fair sense of humor. Mm -hmm. But sometimes yeah. those what we call burns can really burn. Yeah. And the conversation yeah. becomes unwholesome. And we had the opportunity to reset and recalibrate around this very mm -hmm. conversation just mm -hmm. starting this year. Yes. Uh, again, very, very important sit together with the word of God, let the word of God read you mm -hmm. <laughs> as you guys read it together. And because one of the things, and I always say uh, this is that uh, memorizing scripture and, 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 and that is, is great, but how much of it can we live out? That's it. And so being able to live that out in the context, and that's another thing about family, you know, you can do a lot of this stuff in the context of your home, mm -hmm. you know, because we think about the one another's, how we should treat one another and things like that. And we, we don't usually think about our siblings or, our, you know, spouses. No. We think outside, like the people that's in right. the church, you know, how should we treat one another? But you have a, a great uh, way to work that stuff out right in the home, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why I tell 
the kids, you know, like right here, it, it starts here. That's right. The home. That's right. Where you, you're able to practice, you know, being godly and having godly character and being able to treat someone like you want to be treated. Yeah. It starts here. And so uh, having those talks and, and sitting down with the word of God, letting the word of God read you as well is very important. It's so important. I just want to include a, another verse here. Um, there, are, there are a couple in between. Well, let me just read all of them. Verse 30 says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along mm. with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Mm. And so as we start the year well, one of the things that we, you know, asked our kids, so who authored the scriptures? Well, God, the Holy Spirit authored the scriptures. Okay. So if God is telling us to do something, the question is, what's a synonym for, and I'm looking for one word, when God is telling his people to do something, mm -hmm. we call that what starts with a C and they yell out <laughs> command. Mm -hmm. And why do I do that? Because I want them to see that this is not a collection of self-help scriptures so right. that you can just be a better person. Right. One of the things we want to press into our heart, into the heart of our kids and also our own heart mm -hmm. is that these are the commands of scripture. This is not just, oh, you know, it'd be good if you did this or you're going to be a better person if you do this. Mm -hmm. This is a command of God. Now, why do I say that? Because verse 32 says, be kind. Ephesians chapter four, verse 32 says, be kind to one another. So you can just imagine the faces, right? When this starts to kind of like take root in the heart. Wait a minute. So being kind to one another is a command of God? Mm. <laughs> yes, it's a command of God. This yeah. is how God tells us to interact with one another. Imagine what our households start to look like when mm. we apply the word of God to our lives. Amen. It will look like God wants it to look. You know, Amen. It will look like a godly household, you know, one that God would be pleased with. And so that's what we should all want. You know, the word of God, prayer, those things, getting together, having a mission, you know, being able to uh, articulate that mission to the family. Mm -hmm. Man, all those things are very important in managing our, our families. And and look, the family has been set up by God as the first stop for the gospel. You know, uh, we're doing the catechism. Oh, thing, yeah. You foundational truth. Foundational truth uh, by Israel Wayne. And, uh, you know, th that's the thing we can do together to memorize scripture. All that stuff builds up the family. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I just believe that years down the line, there's, there's going to be some experiences that we have right now that our children, as they get older, they are going to be able to look back and say, man, that was so important. Yes. That was so important. Wow. I didn't even realize my parents were, were doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. You know, and, and those are the things that God has set us up to do even now. Yeah, um, I'll just end with this. Um, one of the anchor verses that we have been discussing and kind of going back to as a family, and we plan to revisit this with our kids throughout the year, is found in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through uh, 17. And it reads this way, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Mm. So then... Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm. And so one of the things that we want to do is redeem the time that we have, that we want to walk as wise men, not as unwise men. Mm. And so then we want to check that against all the things we're doing throughout the year. Amen. Is this a wise way for us to spend time? 
Mm-hmm. Are we investing the time that we're using or are we just wasting that time? Our kids are old enough, I think, mm-hmm. um, to be able to check themselves on that and to see, man, am I glorifying God even in how I spend my time? Amen. Amen. Very important scripture. Uh, you know, all scripture is important, but very important to point out that the days are evil. Like mm. we need to redeem the time. We need to make use of, you know, what God has given us. Uh, and, and that's something that we can pray about even as a family, as parents, you know, are we being productive towards the mission and the goal that God has given us to do as a family? You know, are we wasting time? Mm-hmm. Are we really, are we really carrying out that mission? And so that's very important for us to consider. Yeah. Our family's not a buoy. If, if businesses, you know, you think of these, all of these secular entities, secular companies, these businesses, can start off the year with planning and strategizing and draw in its members because it's moving toward a collective goal, Mm. then how much more so the family that the Lord God has instituted, that from the family is the proliferation of the gospel. May we be guilty of that, resetting Mm. our families and thinking about what the Lord is calling us to, um, to be like a ship and not like a buoy, you know, mm. to have direction and to have aim, to be on a trajectory that is set by the Holy Spirit. This is countercultural living, right? I think so many mm. families just let the culture move us along. We're mm. just doing whatever is out there to do. Right. Um, but the family of God and your family, as you live for the glory of God, should be different. There mm. should be direction and there should be aim. This is a part of resisting those cultural trends that rival the truth. And uh, when we do that we remain culture proof until next time lord willing god bless